Radio MD. RadioMD.com. It's time for the Dr. Lee Vin Oker Show. Here's Dr. Lee. Hi, and welcome back to the show, Health from the Outside In on Radio MD. Um, women and heart disease. Uh, it's in our women's health segment today. And um, there are differences, and especially when you look at women uh, under 50, this new study came out, and my next guest uh, and expert is here to talk about it, Dr. Robert Walensky. He's a professor of medicine and the director of interventional cardiology research, the director of interventional cardiology fellowship at University of Pennsylvania. So welcome, Dr. Walensky. Thanks for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me. So I think, you know, the red dress program, everything's kind of come in. We just kind of finished February. So I think women are a little more aware of heart disease being their number one risk. You know, um, we always, you know, hear them talking about breast cancer. But I think that that campaign with the American Heart Association has done a good job. But what I think women don't realize is there are gender differences and we've been educating them about these, you know, different symptoms that women have. And it can be, you know, something as mild as, you know, fatigue and indigestion, which is different. But what I think women don't understand is some of the diagnostic tests don't appear to be as well. I read somewhere that, you know, even, um, angiograms sometimes aren't as predictive in women as men. And now this new study came out that looked at women that had procedures, PCI, and you'll tell us a little bit about that, that for women under 50, there were more risks associated with it. So first of all, let's tell everybody what is a PCI or percutaneous coronary intervention. Yes. You know, most of the time people now think of that as, or think about angioplasty or stenting, and both right. of those are percutaneous coronary interventions. So an angioplasty is simply placing a balloon into a, a blockage in the artery uh, uh, from the heart and uh, inflating that balloon and then stretching open the artery. Uh, that has been associated really with an increased, well, I should say with an increased risk of uh, the symptoms coming back uh, compared to stents. And when stenting came out uh, back in the 90s and then uh, with drug-eluting stents, now that's decreased that significantly. And a stent is basically a metal lattice that, uh, or structure that is uh, placed into the artery uh, by uh, a balloon that is inflated and puts the stent up against the arterial wall and stretches it open as well. And as a result of that, there is a decrease in symptoms oftentimes and uh, reduces the possibility of uh, progression to a heart attack in, when somebody comes in with uh, unstable symptoms. So in this new study, you looked at younger women and, um, you know, we don't think of women under 50 um, having heart attacks is this a certain subset of women, supposedly, you know, estrogens protective against heart disease before menopause? Um, but we know things like smoking can totally negate that. So was this the population you were looking at? Uh, what we were doing is this is part of what's called a dynamic registry, which was a multi-center study uh, that came uh, was was. Uh, supported by the NIH um, and started off in about 1995-96. Uh, 
And the idea was to enroll consecutive patients who underwent PCI in a number of different centers in different waves in order to uh, evaluate changes in the percutaneous coronary intervention. And so the study that uh, we looked at or that we performed was looking at patients uh, from between 1997 and 2006 and then having the advantage of having a five-year follow-up in these, these groups of patients and asking the question of whether younger women less than 50 had an increased risk of events afterwards. And one of the interesting things about the study is that it uh, was enriched. In other words, um, we got a larger number or a larger percentage of women and of uh, minorities in the study that allowed us to really look at uh, these specific groups. And what we found uh, of interest was that uh, younger women less than 50 had an increased risk of uh, diabetes, uh, about 32% versus younger men, which is 22%. In addition, uh, um, they had a, a higher uh, event rate or a higher uh, or presented with a higher percentage uh, of uh, hypertension. But importantly, I thought was that um, almost 53% of women less than 50 smoke cigarettes. Uh, and, and younger men, there was about 48 to 49 percent, um, but that was both, both those percentages were substantially higher than women over 50 that came in with an intervention or men, uh, which was about 20 percent each. Oh. And so I think the combination of those risk factors, increased diabetes, increased um, uh, cholesterol and hypertension and increased smoking, uh, was uh, a cause in, in some part with uh, the return of symptoms after stenting. So they didn't change their behaviors. But do you think that some of this, uh, you know, we there have been other studies that say women do more poorly, more in hospital deaths and things. And, I, you know, I don't know if those were specific ages. But especially in this age group, do you think some of it is because they are coming in later? Because that's the last thing, you know, people don't think of that. I think we're better at thinking of it now versus 10 years ago if somebody came to the ER. I'm an ER doctor and they were in their 30s and they were having chest pain. Everybody would think of every other reason, especially if it was atypical, you know, sharp, whatever, something not typical. Um, do you think it's because they were coming later to get their stents and that's why maybe they were doing more poorly when well, afterwards? I, no, I think that's a good point. I think there's a couple of things. Number one, the lack of realization by physicians uh, that uh, you know women at younger ages are uh, susceptible to uh, developing coronary disease. Uh, and as a result, they're not referred quickly enough, um, or it's, uh, the diagnosis is not made correctly. I think the second thing is education, um, in the sense that um, there have been the numerous studies that have indicated that um, healthcare providers are less uh, um, likely to educate younger women on secondary prevention in addition to primary prevention. And then I think the third is, as you mentioned, is that uh, women themselves think the last thing I'm having is a heart attack or I'm having chest pains as a result of uh, a heart disease. Um, and as a result, don't go to um, at the physicians fast enough. And I think the, four, I think the fourth thing that may be a, play, a player is the fact that um, 
you know, they're, you know, these are women that are taking care of their families and taking care of their kids and sometimes working a couple of different jobs. And as a result of that, they may have think that they have time in order to uh, see a doctor. Yeah, and I think that's an important part. And when I write or talk about things related to women's health, they always put their health last. They go to the physician's office with their husband, their kids. They're a big advocate for their family members. But when it comes to themselves, they're not an advocate. And and that's a problem. You know, I, I, I saw a woman having a stroke once in the ER during Thanksgiving. She could barely move one side of her body. And she's telling me she has to leave because people are coming to her house and the turkey's still in the oven. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think there is that bias that women themselves have about their health. Oh, yeah. yeah no, I would agree. I, I've seen a number of times that a uh, a man comes in with a heart attack, and the woman is, the woman is um, taking care of him. And, you know, never says that there's any problems. We get him over the heart attack, and then later she comes in uh, with her own heart attack, and indicates that she's been having chest pains over the last number of months, and uh, because she's more worried about the husband than the uh, than herself. Yeah. So I think that's uh, kind of the important lesson, and we have a minute. The take-home, too, is some of these women, it sounds like, didn't stop smoking or didn't lose weight or didn't exercise, and that is maybe part of the problem because um, once they make it past the five years, it seems they're, they did a little better, correct? Uh, no, I, I, that's, that's correct. Um but it's hard to know. I mean, obviously, there may be other factors as well. Right. Well, this interesting study, we'll have to hear more as you do more research. This is the Dr. Lee Van Oker Show. It's Health from the Outside In on Radio MD. Stay tuned into your health. 